Hello and welcome. I'm Jeffrey Meshlove. My topic today is wrestling with God. And I hope you'll bear with me if I ramble on a little bit because this is indeed one of the most difficult topics I've ever chosen to address and yet one of the most important. I've talked in the past about my own Jewish background, but I'd like to dig a little deeper into why I feel that as a secular Jew, I'm actually living the most authentic Jewish life. Now, in the book of Genesis, we have the story of Jacob who wrestles with a man or an angel or some say with God all night long. And at the end of that wrestling match, Jacob prevails. Well, he prevails just because he lasted all night long. The truth is he injured himself uh, in the wrestling. Now, um, in fact, ironically, he injured his hip, and at the moment, I feel <laughs> my own hip is giving me a few problems, and many people my age get hip replacements. Now, Jacob changed his name at that event. It's no longer Jacob, Yaakov. It became Yisrael, or Israel, one who wrestles with God. And to me, that wrestling with God is the expression of authentic Judaism, not trembling in fear of God, not being obedient to God necessarily, but wrestling with God. And what I mean by that is questioning the reality around you, not accepting anything for granted. For example, why is it that we live in a world, as I uh, experience on a regular basis, where uh, we have, let us say, 150 years of parapsychological data, and yet the mainstream ignores it? Why do we live in a world, to go a little bit deeper, in which the Abrahamic tradition shows us that God told Abraham, your children shall be a great nation, and he said the same thing to uh, the mother of Ishmael. And so we have today Jews and Muslims both claiming uh, the same land because they believe God gave it to them. Has God set us up? Well, perhaps so. And if God did set us up, why so? And what about Satan in the Abrahamic tradition? Where did Satan come from? Did God create Satan? Is Satan of God? You know, one of the great mysteries, <laughs> it's called theodicy, the problem of evil in the Abrahamic tradition. How can you have an, a, a God who is all good, all loving, all compassionate, and yet created this figure who is, seems to be the source of evil? Could it be that evil is really good and good is really evil? What side are we on, actually? Is it the case, perhaps, that we get provoked by evil in order to do good, in order to maybe achieve greater stature? We're animals. We have evolved, supposedly, from the primates. We're apes. And yet, we seem to be reaching toward the stars. Well, did it require some kind of provocation to get us to uh, transcend our animal nature and become human in ways that our ancestors could never have even imagined? 
And where are we going in the future? Are we heading towards great disaster? We seem to be living through one of the uh, largest mass extinctions of life forms in the history of this planet, maybe comparable to the time some 65 million years ago when a comet struck the Earth or an asteroid and uh, wiped out the dinosaurs? Are we living through something like that right now, only it's happening so slowly most of us don't notice? But because of human behavior, because of human pollution, thousands, millions, maybe billions of plastic bottles in the ocean destroying species entering into our bodies. And who is in charge of our bodies, really? Are we in charge of our own bodies, or are, is the environment in charge of us? Now, I've mentioned in the past that I'm a lifelong Democrat. I have been all my life a liberal Democrat, and I'm proud of it. And I know many of my viewers are not. I'm a feminist. I know many of my viewers are not. Well, is that good or bad? Should I avoid politics and focus strictly on parapsychology, or should we push deeper? Is there some reason we disagree with each other? Are we meant to wrestle with each other? Now, when Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, I was so disheartened. And I would tell everybody, oh, I'm so disheartened by this election. How did this happen? How did the man who lies 65% of the time he opens his mouth get elected president of the United States? And how did such a liar manage to convince so many people that Hillary Clinton, one of the most qualified people ever to run for the presidency, was a crook? I was so disheartened. And as I say, I told everybody how disheartened I was. Well, am I the god of my body? What happens when I repeat the phrase disheartened, disheartened, disheartened? I'll tell you what happened. I began to slow down. I began to discover that I couldn't climb the stairs very easily in my own home. I felt weak. My heartbeat was slowing down. I think at one point I noticed my heartbeat had slowed down to 36 beats a minute. I was very concerned. Maybe I'm suffering from congestive heart failure or something. I called my cardiologist. I made an appointment. The cardiologist said, we need to put you on a, what's called a Holter, a 24-hour heart monitor. And then, then it dawned on me, I'm giving myself the mental suggestion to slow down my own heart. Because even though my body is made up of dozens of organs and billions of cells, my consciousness, I'm like the god of my body, you might say. And if the god of my body is saying, disheartened, disheartened, how is that going to affect me? And I thought, if I'm doing this to myself, I can reverse it. And I began canceling those disheartened thoughts. I began telling myself, I'm very heartened. Not that I embrace the Trump presidency by no means, but I'm very heartened that I have something to wrestle with in my life. That Trump is 
good for me because I can wrestle. And I began to get better so that I had to wait three weeks to take the halter monitor test because uh, they, they weren't available immediately. And during that time, I had managed to give myself positive mental suggestions. So by the time I took the 24-hour heart monitor test, everything was back to normal. You see, I had come to grips with something so large, it was unconscious, it was controlling me. But I decided to wrestle with it, and I regained my strength as a result. And I think to the extent that we live on a planet where we are confronted by, you could say, evil, I tend to think, and I'll be quite honest about it right now for those of you, and I know there are many of you out there who are Trump supporters. The man is a, a mafioso, a gangster. Uh, we've, we've never had such incredible incompetence, corruption, and out-and-out -out evil in our American government before. This is, you know, way over the top, but it's good for us to wrestle with it. It's good for us to come to terms with this because this sort of thing is simply an expression of our own human nature coming up to haunt us. So, I'll leave you with this question then. What heartens you? What disheartens you? And can you begin to use the things that dishearten you to give you energy instead? Now, I know there are going to be people out there, viewers, and I hope there are viewers, people who like the fact that I focus on parapsychology but dislike my politics. I hope you'll challenge me because I thrive on it and I embrace it, and I encourage you to embrace it as well. And I know I have viewers out there who believe in the Bible and believe literally in the Word of God, and I'd like to challenge you as well because I don't think that the God you believe in wants you to believe in Him so literally. I think if you are that pious and that accepting of the so-called revelations of God, you're missing the point. And I'll leave you with those thoughts. I hope I've provoked you because I'm getting to a point now in the uh, In Presence series where I think a little provocation is healthy. So consider that in your life. How can you begin to provoke yourself a little more? How can you begin to wrestle with the God that you are?